Hello and welcome to Rando Rob. Each week on Rando Rob, I'll be showing and discussing one item from my large collection of collections. New shows appear every Monday and throughout the week, I'll be adding older episodes of Rando Rob that were previously only available to my Patreon subscribers. You can watch episodes of Rando Rob on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Rob O'Hara. Just look for the Rando Rob playlist. Audio versions of the show are available on my website at podcast.robohara.com or through iTunes. Just search for Rando Rob. Thanks for watching or listening, and I hope you enjoy this vintage episode of Rando Rob. Construction project, but until that does get here, I have been moving things around and shuffling things. And as I opened one of the drawers uh, be below, actually below my 3D printer, I saw something and that led to something else I wanted to show you, which led to something else, which led to something else. So <laughs> you're, you're going to get your money's worth on this episode of Rando Rob. So let me show you first what was in the drawer. This is a three-pack of unopened zip disks. I don't know if you remember zip disks. Uh, I, su I suspect most of you do. Zip disks were a slightly larger version of the traditional floppy, <clears throat> excuse me, three and a half inch floppy disk uh, that held 100 meg per disk. Uh, I don't know if you can see the uh, price tag on here, but it says... Uh, 99 cents. I think, yeah, is it 99 cents or is it two? No, it says four 99 cents. Uh, F-O-R 99 cents for the three pack. Uh, so this is, uh, obviously a pack that I picked up later at a thrift store. Um, zip discs originally held a hundred mag and then they came out with a later version that held 250 mag. Um, sometimes it, with technology, we don't, uh, it's hard to do that big paradigm shift. Uh, for example, when we had, you know, floppy disk storage, the, the thing that people thought was the future were bigger floppy disks that would hold more floppy disk storage. Um, they didn't imagine USB sticks, right? Or cloud storage was <laughs> not a thing. Uh, so this is like, you see things progress and then you see this paradigm shift where, you know, the way of thinking uh, changes. I have uh, literally all over my desk, I have piles of uh, USB sticks, which uh, this is a, uh, this is a small one. This is, and I label them, this is 16 gig, right? So these are 100 meg. So 10 of these would be a gig. Uh, so you would have quite the stack. So your question and what leads makes this a more interesting episode. Why would I be buying zip disks? And I have in this room probably 30 zip disks. And the reason, well, first of all, you can't talk about zip disks without showing off a zip drive. Now this is a newer model. The older ones were not, this is the uh, later ergonomic model. You can see they put some sexy curves <laughs> on this to make it look a little bit uh, more updated. And they put these large feet on the bottom so that you could put it like this and put it next to your monitor because that's a great place if you want to put magnetic media. <laughs> uh, or it has little feet on the bottom. 
as well. So you could put it like this, like a disk drive. Uh, these came in two or three different configurations. Uh, there was a parallel port zip disk or zip drive. There's a SCSI version, I believe, but the most desirable uh, for me is the USB. And so you get the power supply and the USB. By the way, these things sell, believe it or not, for like $30 to $40 on eBay today. So um, if you, like I bought this one and boy, I just can't read it in this light. I think it says $4, but if you see these like at a thrift store and you want some quick money, <laughs> pick these up or at an antique mall, pick these up, uh, especially the USB ones, because uh, uh, we can still use USB pretty simply today, right? And so, uh, and it doesn't matter, they are backwards compatible. If you get the 250, I believe you can still read the older 100 meg discs. Now, why... What I want this. Well, obviously, I need this to use the zip disk, right? And by the way, uh, this is uh, not for nothing, but I have picked up lots of zip disks in thrift stores that were bundled together like with a rubber band or something. And when I got them home, they were full of people's data, um, pictures, um, documents. I found a tax company. Uh, that was uh, had all their backups, so it had people's uh, tax filings. I mean, don't ever get rid of anything without uh, erasing it or destroying it. Just a heads up, <laughs> because I'm a nice guy. Fortunately, I'm a nice guy, and so when I find things like that, uh, I do erase them. But uh, yeah, not not everybody is. So anyway, back to the topic. Why was I buying zip disks and zip drives relatively? I mean, not so long ago. And that is due to this little thing that I'm going to show you here, which is the real uh, thing that I wanted to show you, which is a Z64. This is a Nintendo 64 console copier. Now, you've probably seen Super Nintendo console copiers like the Wild Card. Uh, Super Wild Card that I have, or Game Doctor, that was a popular one. Uh, these were less common, and there were a couple of different. Most of the uh, Nintendo 64 game copiers were CD-based. So there's the CD64. Um, gosh, I'm blanking on what the other one. Dr. D64. Um, those are both CD-ROM-based. And interesting, uh, those go underneath the Nintendo 64, and you could put games on CD in. I think uh, at the time, you could put the whole Nintendo 64 library on about four CDs. And uh, so you would just put in a CD, and you'd pull from a menu and play the game, right? But um, this was one of the earlier copiers, and this is my favorite Nintendo 64 copier. I'll show you all the sides here in just a second. Uh, on the top, this has a uh, LCD readout here, and you can see the list of games that are inserted in. You've got these um, uh, buttons over here for moving up and down through menus and uh, turning things on and off. And then you have your Nintendo 64 cartridge port. So you could put a, let's say you put, uh, well, you needed a cartridge in here anyway, because 
the uh, the way that it worked is it used some of the chips, I guess, from or maybe it was just the uh, the lockout. But but the Nintendo sixty four needed to know there was a cartridge in. So I used to use um, a Super Mario um, sixty four, and I would just leave it in there all the time, right? Uh, so down at the bottom, you can see that there's this thing that looks like a Nintendo sixty four cartridge, and so this would plug into the top of a Nintendo 64. It had its own uh, power supply. And so you would turn it on and then you would, uh, it would fire up and then you would turn on your Nintendo 64. And then the uh, pay dirt, <laughs> so to speak, comes from this side, which is the built-in zip disk drive. And this is a 100 megabit zip disk drive. And so... Uh, I don't remember how many games you could put on a zip disk. Uh, I suppose you could look at the ROMs and look at the size, but uh, you always had to divide things out because uh, game cartridges were always listed in megabits. And of course, we in computers are used to megabytes, so you had to do the math. So if it was, um, I think you divided by four... So a game would say, oh, it's it's four megabytes. Is that right? Megabits? No, it seems like it would be eight bits to a byte. But yeah. But anyway, uh, the point is that, you you know, the game would say like, oh, this game is huge. It's 64 uh, megabit. But you would, you would go, oh, it's much smaller. And so you could fit several, five or six, let's just say on average, five or six games. But again, that depended on the game. If it was a, a big RPG it would take up a lot. Uh, if it was one of the smaller games on the Nintendo 64, it wouldn't take up uh, very much at all. Uh, it, I should probably mention, well, first of all, I should say that this was a strange investment for me because uh, it turns out I did not love the Nintendo 64. Uh, I was, talk to you all soon, PlayStation. Uh, but I did, I bought a Nintendo 64 for um, the pod racing game. Uh, I was, you know, I've, I've bought many systems just because they came in, they came with a packed in Star Wars game. That's why I bought the Nintendo 64. That's why I bought the Dreamcast. Uh, that's why I bought my GameCube so that I could play uh, the Star Wars game. Uh, but anyway, so what this, what this allowed me to do was download by, I mean, by the time this came out, we were downloading ROMs over the internet and I could download those, those ROMs. Uh, Nintendo 64 ROMs, put them on a zip disk, put the zip disk in this, leave this plugged into the Nintendo 64, and then uh, turn it on and I could play Nintendo 64 ROMs because there wasn't a Nintendo 64 uh, emulator at that time. Uh, if there was, it wasn't a good one. So this allowed me to still play those games. Now, uh, you may, if you run in the right circles, you may run across one of these. This cost me uh, $300 new plus shipping uh, plus uh, whatever. I think I ordered it from Japan and had it sent over. So it probably cost me closer to $350 with conversion, something like that at the time. Which, of course, is, you know, uh, super expensive. But it's also would have been, what, six Nintendo 64 games at the time. So, you know, not, not that expensive if you want to play the Nintendo 64 library. Uh, so you will on occasion run across one of those. Uh, very few people, I believe, have this, which is the original box that it shipped in. And so you can see that it says 
Mr. Backup, uh, but this is a, a Z64 is the more common name. Uh, you can see it does say in the uh, corner right there, Z64. Um, you've got all this information here on the side right here, which I'll read to you in a second. We've got this uh, side here and this. And then what's sticking out of the edge here, if you can see that, this is the original instruction manual uh, that came with it, which has uh, pretty broken English, uh, but it's still still worth having. Uh, I like to keep all my stuff complete. On the back here, it says feature features description. <laughs> Independently operating without connecting to computers or any peripherals. Uh, so that is mentioned because some copiers weren't very good at dumping games. And what they wanted you to do was hook up the your computer through a parallel uh, cable to this device or to a device similar to this. And dump games uh, that way because again this this uh, I, I guess I didn't mention this but it it uh, these devices work in two directions they're bi-directional so uh, what you could do is download a game put it in here like you know whatever and then play that game or what you could do is put a blank zip disk in this and borrow a game from your friend which was terrible it's very illegal and put the game in here and it would save the game here then you give your friend back his game and you can play the game right here off of um, the zip disk right so <clears throat> um, that's the selling point they're mentioning here is that it doesn't have to be connected to a computer uh, through a, a parallel port or a parallel cable uh, simple installation plug and play only with a few buttons capability to backup game cartridges uh, and data into magnetic disks including game record data that is another thing is that saved games and things like that could also be uh, saved in here and then you could also use cheat files you could download cheat files and when you play the game you could uh, tell it to load that cheat file uh, compatibility to play game files stored on the magnetic disk, including game record data. Capability to play games in the cartridge, 256 megabit memory, and ZIP100 magnetic drive built in. Each ZIP100 magnetic disk can store 6 to 11 games with large-scale backlight there's like writing on the thing here. It's hard to read. Uh, LCD display panel. Uh, support for one. Oh, I can't read this. Oh, support for operations under enhanced screen display menu. I guess it means it has an on screen menu. Uh, support for cheat codes and creation. Uh, as Sorry, support for cheat code file creation by the user himself. And then it says packing list Z64 processor, Z64 power supply, Z64 floppy disk, and user manual. So they included a, uh, a Z64 disk. That was a nice of them for $357. But anyway, this is, uh, you know, I'm sure it came inside another box or something. But this is what, you know... Unfortunately, these sides flip around. Uh, there's all the text there that I was looking at.
But uh, this is the box that my uh, Mr. Backup Z64 came with all these years ago. Um, the 8-bit copiers, you know, the Super Nintendo copiers used normal floppy drives, and a lot of those drives have died. The, the um, bands, uh, the little rubber bands inside that, that run everything, those have snapped or dried up, and so it's pretty common to find those in non-working condition also i've mentioned this before they didn't have the best quality control a lot of these were being built uh assembled by you know small groups of people and i like to say being sold in the alleys of hong kong so uh, they don't necessarily last very long uh, some of them do and but the difference with this one is uh not only the great build quality i mean again i want to hold this case up because uh of course this way predates 3d printing and stuff like that but i mean this is a solid heavy uh case uh i mean it definitely has some weight to it uh but i mean and it's complicated of course you have this lcd screen i mean it's it's what i would say advanced but the biggest selling point to me is that it has that zip drive and those zip drives seem to last forever. I, I've never found a zip drive that didn't work. They everyone, you know, when I get them used or whatever, they always work. And the zip disks don't seem to go bad or lose data. I have probably thirty zip disks uh, in a drawer right here, and uh, you know, I've never put one in and just have it say, "Oh, that it's you know, it's bad" or whatever. Um. So, unfortunately, like I said, I never really connected with the Nintendo 64 controller. Some people say, you know, they love it or they don't have a problem with it. Other people like me, my hands just never really figured out a good way to hold it, uh, a good way to, to play it. And uh, the Nintendo 64, I mean, unless you're super nostalgic about that system, ugh, the textures and, um, you know, the lack of uh, digital audio of, you know, I mean, they were competing with the PlayStation that was able to put those CD audio tracks and stream real songs versus super, you know, compressed version of the music um, like uh, Tony Hawk. I mean, you can definitely hear a difference if you play the Nintendo 60 ver 64 version, which is why I put it there, by the way. Uh, it's my favorite Nintendo 64 game. But you can hear the difference between that and, like, the PlayStation version, right? Of course, now uh, I have the Tony Hawk whatever on Steam. <laughs> so, uh, And I have my little PlayStation Mini, so those get more play than the Nintendo 64. But uh, there were four major Nintendo 64 copiers. There was the Z64, which is this one. There was the Dr. 64 and the V64, which both used uh, CD-ROM drives. And then there's one called uh, the V64 Junior, which is this weird-looking little parallel box, and it doesn't really have any storage. It has to be hooked to a computer to stream games or load them in or whatever. Um, so they're, they're kind of hard to find. I don't have one of those. I have the, I have the, the other three, but I don't have that one. Uh, not a lot of people bought them because you did have to hook it to a computer and it didn't work very well. So they didn't sell a lot of them. And because of that, there aren't a lot of them out there anymore. But if you're going to have, as I hit the box, the uh, Z64, then you've got to,
have zip disks <laughs> to use it with. And so, uh, do I need more than about three zip disks? Not really. I mean, I could put the games that I would ever play on a Nintendo 64, probably one or two zip disks and uh, be perfectly happy. But, uh, you know, as I found them in thrift stores over the years, I picked them up and and, uh, and stored them away. So the Nintendo or the, uh, the Z64, uh, I keep, I had it on the shelf, but I, I'm it's in the closet right now as I'm, Redoing the storage area. The discs will go into back into a drawer here. And at some point, maybe when I get a little bit more space or set up some different tables in here, I like to have a little section set up where I can pull a console or two out of my collection, hook it up and play it for a while. I don't know if you, you can't really see it, but uh, there's a 24-inch CRT television that I, that I bought. Oh, actually, my dad bought it for me. Uh, as a housewarming gift when I very, very, very first moved out that I've hung on to. And it's a great uh, gaming display. So um, uh, maybe when I get the new shelves in, I'll set up something in the corner, put that back up. And that is really good for uh, PlayStation, Nintendo 64, and actually all the, the old school uh, composite gaming system so maybe the z64 maybe i won't put it all the way in the back of the closet maybe i'll keep it towards the front and, and uh, pull it out here before too long so um definitely appreciate you guys i uh hope that there's an email that's my cue to go <laughs> um i hope you guys enjoyed the halloween version of uh sprite castle which I covered a cauldron. Uh, don't forget there was that Halloween stream where the devil took over my, <laughs> my Twitch stream and played Friday the 13th late Halloween night. And I will be streaming Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Central. And I don't know what I'm going to be playing this week, but uh, it'll, it'll be something. Okay, that's dumb. <laughs> So anyway, thank you guys for your support. I appreciate you all, and I will be seeing you all uh, very soon.